the first 20-win season in 19 years, the first A-10 Player of the Week nod for Mara Strickland, and the fifth Rookie of the Week selection for Sam Clark. These headlines dominated another 2-0 week in A-10 play, so let's kick back and get ready to enjoy the Stephanie Gately Show podcast. I'm Mike Watts. Glad you could be back with us. We'll have Ariel Collins, Charlotte Stoddart, and graduate student Mara Strickland on in a few minutes, but we begin, as we always do, with Stephanie V. Gately. Coach, how are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Midterms week, always a good time. Nice. Of course. Let's begin here with the week in review. Your team, of course, 2-0 and last week in conference play. We begin in Rhode Island in Kingston. First off, Lord of the Rams. How does that sound, beating all three other Rams in Division One? You know, it, it was a funny thing to, to think about because when you go to that game, we knew that St. Joe's you know, was on the horizon. And you're going to Rhode Island, who had one conference play two days prior to playing us, and you're like, oh, you know, is this going to be, a, as they referred to, a trap game? And you know, we just thought that, you know, one way to motivate these kids was to be the ultimate Ram. <laughs> so, you know, Iron Ram, Lord of the Rams, you know, you, you name it, ultimate Ram. That was the motivation. It was kind of a crazy game with, you know, the, you know how we shot the ball, but, you know, it was in the right column at the end of it all. Yeah, let's talk about that because I've never seen anything quite like that. 25% from the field, but 50% from downtown. Is that the weirdest box score you've ever seen? I, I think it may have been. I mean, we <laughs> shot 12% from two-point range. And, you know, fortunately, again, we, we put, a, put together a nice defensive effort, which put us in position to get that, that win on the road. But, you know, f- we saved ourselves with making some, get, getting hot early and making some threes. But we missed a lot of easy shots. And I, I think the uh, fatigue was a factor in that game. And I think, you know, obviously the emotion of St. Joe's coming around the corner was, uh, was also a part of that game as well. Well, and that was a Thursday game. And talking with some of the coaches, it just kind of felt like it was a weekend, but not really – was that kind of a, a factor in that fatigue that you mentioned? I think so because we had kind of had a rhythm going. Like uh, you play, you know, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursdays off, and now all of a sudden you're playing Sunday, Thursday. You know, it was and then again a, on Sunday, yeah, right? So it was just a, a, you know, the dynamics were a little different. Now let's talk about the game a little further here. The defense had a little bit of trouble against Rhode Island in the first half. Rhode Island not a very good offense statistically. But they got off to a pretty hot start. What maybe didn't go right there in the opening half? We have a tendency, I think, when we start off strong offensively, which we did against Rhode Island, believe it or not, you know, when you look at statistics, we start to get a little complacent on defense. And so we start off hot, we, we're, we're scoring the ball fairly easily, and all of a sudden, then all of a sudden we go dry and, and their defense lit up. And I think they got a couple of opportunities in transition and, you know, we didn't match up. And I think the focus was lost a little bit. You know, is that attributed to, you know, limited numbers at Rhode Island, being on the road at, at you know, St. Louis and then coming on the road to Rhode Island? I'm not sure. Um, but we certainly addressed the fact that it needed to improve for the next game. Well, and even in that game, what did you say at halftime? What adjustments did you make? Because it really seems like your team came out and got a lot of stops early in that second half and started to put things together. Just, you know, told them about, you know, taking some pride in, in defense and, you know that Rhode Island was not going to go away. They had a lot. They had a very good team. They're but they're very young, and so, you know, it's it's hard to win on the road. You know, I've been doing this a long time, and you know, to to think about what we have been able to accomplish so far on the road is really incredible. When you t- when you take some time to sit back and enjoy, but we haven't been able to do that because it seems like there's just another game around the corner. With Coach Stephanie Gately here on the Stephanie Gately Show, let's continue on here. Mara Strickland, you mentioned your team getting off to a hot offensive start against URI. Mara Strickland, again, as it seems like for most of conference play, got off to a strong start. What does it say to have your graduate student, the elder statesman of the team, come out, 
light it up on offense like she did against URI and then again against St. Joe's. You have to keep Mara in a rhythm because she's an offensive-oriented player. She takes a lot of pride in, in every aspect of the game, but she's obviously somebody as our leading scorer that we're looking to offensively, and so you got to make sure she gets you know touches, and especially when somebody's in a rhythm and, and somebody's feeling confident, you just want to keep going to them. And so we're just going to ride whoever's got the hot hand, and for us that you know in the last two games it's been Mara. Now let's talk about players coming off the bench who maybe are starting to get a hot hand. Christina Gaskin played a very good game at URI. Charlotte Stoddart played 18 minutes uh, against St. Joe's. And, of course, you told me before the show, another player coming off the bench returns from injury. What's it like now to have Taryn Durant and Christina Gaskin and Charlotte Stoddart and now Emily Tapio back and available in that first line off the bench? It makes a big difference. I mean, numbers-wise, if you look at our, you know, just the statistical sheet, you're not going to see a lot of numbers with the kids you mentioned. It's just... You know, they bring something different. Like, you know, I thought Charlotte against St. Joe's did such an outstanding job defensively for us. And, and you know, and I thought Christina really just did a good job ever since the St. Louis game with her minutes. Taryn's seen limited minutes, but, um, you know, with Emily, it's hard to say where she fits in the rotation just because of the rotation that we've developed so far. Now, you go on to Sunday. You beat URI, and it's a matchup with St. Joseph's. A win allows you to control your own destiny to the three-seed first-round by in the A-10. Your squad held St. Joe's to 24 first-half points, nine-point lead. Do you think that was an accurate uh, accurate representation of how that first half played out? Absolutely. I think our kids were really dialed in, you know, defensively, and I think that they, you know, they knew what was at stake. I mean, it wasn't just senior game. It was for positioning in the conference. It's for having an additional day off and getting a ticket right to the quarterfinal. So our, our kids knew that the focus had to be there. I mean, St. Joe's is obviously one of the best teams we've played all year. They're very well coached, and they're, you know, they've just got a lot of balance. So I was really proud of where we were at halftime, but I certainly knew the, the game was not over by any means. And you mentioned the game was not over. St. Joe's came back, really didn't get a lead after the 16-04 mark in the first half, but they were playing strong in the second half, and there were a couple of miscues towards the end of the fourth quarter, a backcourt violation some missed free throws, some things of that nature. What do you think of in terms of getting this team ready to play in those close games, especially when the tournament is just a week away? I thought our kids did a good job handling the pressure because right now, as I mentioned to them at practice today, the stakes get higher. You know, so you're not going to be able to get away with a 30-minute effort. You're going to have to have a 40-minute effort. It, you cannot lose focus if you expect to win a championship. And so I think our kids understand that. I mean, even today when we missed some foul shots, I said, if you want to win games, we've got to make foul shots. And foul shooting, just having played the game, is 75% mental. So it's not like tweaking a specific thing. I mean, you can talk to a kid about their follow-through or what have you, but really it comes down to just mental toughness when you're on the foul line. And so, you know, that's what also comes down to winning championships. So, you know, that's kind of – couple of things that we're zeroing in on right now. One of those players who showed that mental toughness, Mara Strickland, 31 points, career high, 9 of 10, I believe, at the free throw line. And her performance wins her A-10 player of the week for the first time this year. What do you look back on as most impressive about her performance against St. Joe's? You know, that it was a quiet 31. Like when I was told after the game that it was 31, I, I didn't even know it, you know, because she just, you know, she did it in a lot of different ways. She did it through, you know, the th- you know shooting the three well, uh, a couple drives, and then obviously a ton of foul shots. So it was it was a quiet 31. And, and the thing is, Mara, I mean, sometimes I think in the past, at least in the beginning of the year, um, there were some liability issues defensively. And I think Mara's really done a great job of taking some pride defensively. And so, therefore, she's become, you know, the overall package. And speaking about taking pride defensively, you put a freshman on a very good player 
an all-conference kind of player who had a good performance. But still, Sam Clark, A-10 Rookie of the Week. What did you think of her overall week and, and really her efforts against a St. Joe's team that has some good size? Well, I mean, starting with Rhode Island, I mean, Sam's numbers were a little deceiving. You know, she has a tendency to rush it a little bit in, on the block. But to be honest, the St. Joe's game is probably the best I've seen her play all year. She's going against some very, very good post players. I think, you know, the kid from St. Joe's is one of the best we've played all year. And, and she's a tough matchup because she can power you on the block or she can face you up and, and pull the jumper or she can put it on the floor. So, But I thought Sam more than held her own and did an outstanding job. Now, you were 10-0 and 0 against Fordham as St. Joseph's head coach way, way back in the day. Not too far back in the day, but a little while back. This time you returned the favor. You seemed ecstatic on the bench at the end of that game. I, I saw the video of it. Explain the feeling when that final, final buzzer rang out and, and really getting your team to get maybe the best win of the year so far. Well, we did. I got to correct you. We did lose once to Fordham ah. here. We did lose once here, and it was actually in March. We ended up going to the NCAA tournament, I think, that year anyway. But um, it was just, you know, I think like anything, one, it was for the seniors. I think part of it was just feeling so happy for the seniors that they were able to, you know, finish out you know, in front of their family and friends in such an exciting fashion. It was such a great game. I mean, it was obviously icing on the cake that we won it. I mean, four of the coaches on the other bench I coached, you know. So it was, you know, that's that's an emotional end of it too. And and because, like, as most things we've seen this year, most of the rivalries, there's been such an advantage that we haven't beaten these teams. And so to get that monkey off our back to beat one of the top teams, and plus St. Joe's only loss on the road was UCLA. So the fact that we could be their second loss on the road I thought was a pretty incredible achievement. And, Coach, finally, you look at this game on Sunday. Nearly 1,000 people in the stands. It was uh, take a kid to a game day, which, of course, I know has some special meaning to you. They're inflatables and senior day. And, of course, Sean, who I, I saw in the postgame interview with you and was in the locker room, tell me about all of that coming together to really give Fordham maybe that extra push they needed to get this W. Well, I mean, and just stepping back and talking about my dad at first, I mean, I was, you know, I, I was dad's little girl, you know, and I'm one of eight kids and six daughters. And when my, when my husband, Frank, asked for my hand in marriage, my dad said, you got the pick of the litter. And I, I think I was the third boy my dad never had. And he just taught me so much th that helps form who I am as a coach today that I didn't even realize, like when I would follow him at Little League games and keep the books for him and I used to remember Mira always say, praise in public, purple man in private. And I, it, all these things I kind of just put in the back of my head not knowing that I was really just grasping. I mean, he had such a terrific way about making other, others feel good about themselves and he had the ability to laugh at himself. And so the, the, this one, I think the most special thing of the day was being able to share it with my family. The majority of my family was at the game and my sister Courtney and Co my sister Coco was sick and my brother Scott wasn't there but and my sister Val wasn't there but a lot of them were there with their family and loved ones just to look up in the stands and see them and know that we were able to accomplish such a feat on my dad's day and have my mom there it was just really special as far as Sean Sean was a manager for us at at Mammoth and and you know Sean is somebody between him and his family it's just he he just he makes me a better person just being with him because he has such a, a zest for life and when he comes in that locker room and there's a genuine innocence about him of just a love for just life, you know, it makes you really put things in perspective about life and about basketball, and it makes you really, really step back and, and, and be thankful for your blessings. And, of course, Senior Day, I'll talk to the players about it here in just a moment, but being able to bring out the managers and the players, and what what's that like for you? Because, obviously, it means the season's somewhat coming to an end, but there's still so much left to accomplish. 
Well, that's you try not to think about it. I mean, last year at this time when we were getting ready to play that game, it could have been our last game because we were playing, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. Now we know it's not, so it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit of a different feeling because you know you're going to be on that court again with this group. It's hard. That that last game is always really, really hard and very, very emotional. And, and this has been such a neat group. I mean, between Jesse and John, the managers, and our four seniors with, you know, Mara and Rennie and Charlotte and Ace, just to see this, you know, these kids, they were a broken group when I came in here, and they just didn't feel great about themselves. And, and just to see them come full circle and, and to be really able to just finish off their senior year with a lot of great memories, it's, it's, it's a great, rewarding experience for all of us. All right, Coach, we'll meet back here in just a moment to discuss the week ahead. But first, let's go inside the huddle. This week we go inside the huddle with seniors Ariel Collins and Charlotte Stoddart and grad student Mara Strickland. Thanks for making some time to come down. No problem. Thanks no for having us. All three of you, senior day on uh, Sunday, not the last home game of the season. Is that different than anything you guys have done before? Is it usually on the last game at home? I actually love that. I mean, I love that we get to celebrate and have our family and friends at the game, but then we also have another opportunity to finish out our season, a calm game where we can just, you know, show our skills again to our fans. So let's begin with this then. Charlotte, you were here for four years. Ace, you were here for four years. Let's begin with you two. In terms of senior day, what's it like being on the court in a game like that where it's kind of a culmination of everything you've been working for? Um, it's really good. Uh the fact that we had all the fans there and all the students and then not only that we had everyone's families and being able to pull off a win in overtime is, is a great feeling. I mean you would think uh, being a senior that you know the nerves wouldn't be there anymore but you know the nerves kicked in you know that when they threw the ball up for the the jump ball and you know just just seeing your family in the stands everybody being able to make it you know having the student turn out like we did was just like was just really great great way to have senior day and especially with the overtime win beating a great team like St. Joe's. I mean, it, it couldn't have went any better in my eyes. And Mara, you took maybe a different route to Rose Hill, but you've been here now for a while. What did it mean to walk out in a Fordham jersey in, in that home game uh, senior day atmosphere? I think I, I couldn't have asked for a better atmosphere, a better team to finish out um, my college basketball career with. and It's just a blessing. Now let's go ahead and take a look back on the week that was. URI Ace, you didn't have any points until a three late in the game. Of course, a huge three at that, but you packed the rest of the stat sheet. Tell me a little bit about how you've maybe uh, done all the little things, maybe not scoring every game, but you know, rebounds and assists and not turning the ball over and, of course, steals, which you always seem to pile them up. Yeah, I mean, having big-time scorers like Mara, Aaron, and Abigail definitely takes the pressure off of me when it comes to scoring. And um, I like to find myself contributing in other ways, which – I, I, it kind of comes naturally to me then rather than scoring. I, I like to do the little things and give an assist here that I get a steal um, here and there. So um, it's definitely a different role for me um, from the past year, but I definitely like my role a lot. I'm, I've truly become like um, a true point guard, and I, I like playing that position a lot. And Charlotte, when the team, of course, goes to URI, it's a team that's at the bottom of the conference, but they came out very strong. Did, did the team maybe anticipate that? Coming into that game, um, I don't necessarily think they anticipated. Um, they, they, I don't think they took it as we were going to win. I think that we take every game um, with the approach that we still need to fight. And they came in hungry. Um, they made some shots in the first half, but we stuck with our defense and we managed to pull it out. So it was good. Speaking of defense, at first it wasn't really a good defensive performance. You guys were trading buckets, but Mar, it seemed like in the second half the whole team kind of came together a little bit. 
Tell me a little about maybe what you saw there in the team's performance defensively in the second half. I agree with Charlotte. I mean, we came out a little slow, but we just maintained our hunger. We realized that, you know, this team this team has nothing to lose, and they're going to give it their all. And we had to, um, like Abigail always likes to say, respect all, fear none. We had to go out there and just let them know that, you know, we're going to get this W, and we picked up the defense, and we did it. Now let's talk a little bit about the St. Joe's game. Charlotte, 18 minutes from you on Sunday. Tell me a little bit about how you're adjusting to getting back into the rotation after being injured for a little while and against such a big opponent, playing those big minutes and playing quite well. Yeah, um, I just realized that I had to come back and work as hard as I can on defense. And it's just really, it just feels great to be back with the team and trying to finish out the season strong. And Ace, you were really efficient, nine points, three assists, and a steal there against St. Joe's. You and Charlotte have played St. Joe's a lot in your career, and I, I believe you guys were 0-5, didn't actually get a win against them. To finally beat them, what was different this time around with this team? Um, I always see St. Joe's as our rival. We're, we have a very similar style. We we run actually a lot of the same plays. So in my eyes, I've always seen them as, as like our biggest rival here at Fordham. So, I mean, going in every game, and when we, when we lost in overtime last year um, in the tournament, and um, losing to them by, like, you know, just a few points in the last minutes of the game, it was just it was really nice to get that win, f- on, like, on our senior night, maybe the last time we'll see them. So, I mean, there, there was nothing greater than that feeling, just finally beating, beating, showing them that, you know, you know we can compete with them and, and, and show them what we got. And, of course, being able to get over that hump with St. Joe's, is that maybe a sign of things to come where you're able to finally get over those humps, maybe get a, a win or two in the A-10 tournament and make a run? Absolutely. I think every game um, with, with each win that we have or even with, with losses like that are really close, I think that we proved ourselves, you know, that we really are capable of doing something great this year. And um, I think that if we just take each game one at a time, then uh, we can definitely prove to ourselves again that, you know, we can go out with a bang. Now, Mara, you were the star of the afternoon on Sunday, 31 points. Last time you scored 31 points off the top of your head was around when? Probably senior year in high school. Senior year in high school. <laughs> yeah. So you dropped 31 here. Did this game feel any different when you were warming up, or did, did you have any idea that you would go off for this much? I think, you know, our team has so many offensive threats and just so many people that can do great things. On any given night, it's anybody's time, and the ball moves so well. Everybody's always willing to make that second pass and throw the ball up. So, I mean, I guess it was just my night, but it's just a blessing to have a a team as many threats as we we have. Now, I got to ask, because at the end of the fourth quarter, quarter, Mara heaved with about (laughs) half a second left. Close. Did, did, was I the only one who thought that was going in? Well, it was awesome because just before we came out of the huddle, Ace was like, just go ahead like, and hit it so we can just like get out of here. I was like, like Mark, can you just make the shot so we don't have to go in overtime? That'd be great. Yeah, I was think. like, okay, yeah, I got it. Here we go. Do you guys practice that at all? The the one second left heave? Kind of practice what it a lot. Do? That we exact actually, scenario. We actually do practice Do it. you make it? I've hit it a few times. That's good. Yeah, That's really solid. I mean, Ma- I mean, Mar let it go and I ran to half and like hugged her like we won the game. Like I didn't even, I didn't even watch the ball. Charlotte, you don't usually get in that role at all. You don't usually throw it half court. Is it only Mara that does it? Yeah, no, I'm the screener. <laughs> it's <always> screener. <laughs> that's that's rough. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the atmosphere there. Obviously, the student section was gone. Did you guys play the inflatable games at all? <laughs> I was shooting hoops over there. You guys weren't. <laughs> Didn't have a chance yeah, to yeah. see this. How, see the little kid section. How disappointing. Uh, one thousand fans, give or take, on hand for that one. It was one of the biggest crowds you guys have had this year. 
Did you guys feed off that once the game was kind of moving into the latter stages? We definitely did. I think that for us, our fans don't realize how crucial they are. We need, you know, we need to have fans at our games. We need to have people out there supporting us. You know, we're really trying to do big things this year and in years to come. And I pray uh, that uh, more women's basketball fans will, will start filling the gym out like that. They help a lot. One distinct moment I remember was within like the last 10 seconds we were on defense and all I heard was the crowd like yelling like defense and like usually like I don't really recognize the crowd but like they were like I was like oh my god defense <laughs> I knew where to get the stuff and it was just really like good to like hear students cheering us on. Well and that's interesting because the, the St. Joe's team obviously has a mascot that doesn't stop flapping his <laughs> wings which is impressive in its own right. They also have one fan who stands real close to yeah. the court. Yeah. Were you guys a fan of him? Did you listen to his uh, to his angry uh, diatribes? I think we tuned him out. Yeah. Did you? Try, try tuning him out the whole game. Yeah, and apparently it worked. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, a good win. Looking forward to this week. St. Bonaventure coming up at home. Potentially the last home game for you guys. Maybe if, if the WNIT comes knocking, you could play at Rose Hill one more time. But at least for right now, last regular season game. What do you guys anticipate there? What do you think the feeling is going to be like for, for you guys? Anyone, please. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be um, a very emotional game. I, th I think we're going to try to, um, you know, let, not let our feelings get to us, but it is our last home game. Like, it could be our last home game. And, and St. Bonnie's is a good team. I mean, they, they definitely, um, their record does not do them justice at all. We had a, we had a really close matchup with them last year, and I think that they're going to, deliver some of that the same thing to us this year I mean they haven't really lost a lot of players so maybe just one of their shooters so it's going to be a tough game and we're going to have to we're going to have to bring the same kind of energy and intensity that we brought uh, to St. Joe's. Now I got to ask here senior day which means you guys have been here for a while you've seen a lot let's uh, first I, I want to talk about the locker room after that game on senior day Sean is he the best <laughs> dancer on the team is uh, that accurate? Gotta be. Shy he but is. once he starts. Yeah, I saw the uh, the video on uh, the Fordham Women's Basketball Facebook page. <laughs> Coach Gately, I thought, was going to be the center of that video with her dance moves, but is it fair to say Sean came in first there? Oh, yeah. I think Sean definitely won the dance-off. Yeah. Uh, now, let's talk about a couple things here. Favorite road trip you guys have been on as a Fordham Ram? Whoever wants to begin, what, what's maybe the favorite moment there? <laughs> um, I don't remember actually what game it was, but we always somehow – Get, managed to get stuck in the airport in this giant snowstorm that we'd never <laughs> see coming. <laughs> so I think it might have been Charlotte or Richmond. Mm -hmm, I, I don't. Charlotte. Richmond and was it Richmond? No, Charlotte. I believe Charlotte, Charlotte last year. Or was yeah, it yeah was it last, last year. year? Last right. Year. Yeah. And um, so I mean, we had so many hours just stuck in the airport. So we we wound up playing <laughs> sardines. <laughs> And it, oh my, it was just so funny. People were hiding in places that they sh definitely shouldn't have been hiding in an airport. It was it was a good time. And then five hours later, they decided to finally take a nine hour bus ride back. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we arrived back at nine a.m. We were all. So I lucky. just can't believe that that falls in a favorite anything. That sounds terrible. Anyone else favorite road trip moment? I think I love every any road trip where we get to get dessert. Like, <laughs> cheesecake Factory, we get the cheesecake. Rhode Island had good desserts. I don't know if uh, you guys got yeah. anything. I was impressed. Rhode Island, was, that was a really good restaurant. Red Parrot. Mm -hmm. That was really nice. We also had a few good movie nights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Can't say no to movies. Fair <laughs> enough. So there's a couple of road trip things. Is there a tradition or a gag on the team over the last few years <laughs> that you kind of look back on as maybe being a favorite? That you're allowed to mention on the air. <laughs> I don't know if that matters. Is there anything you guys tend to do? 
Well, Charlotte is really good for always scaring people. <laughs> no yeah. matter where, you'll just be like, do 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 do, boom! Charlotte jumps out of nowhere, no yeah. matter what. She's um, really good. I mean, we always get a kick out of hiding something of Rennie's. Like, <laughs> like so a lot of us, if you take her phone, the whole bus will be turned upside down. She'll accuse at least five people of taking it. Uh, so we always get a kick out of taking her things. Oh, yeah, because you remember that one time when she um, put the DVD case to my neck? <laughs> she was like, I know you have it. I was like, ah! Did you have it? Now, last one here. Best moment at Rose Hill Gym, whether it's a game or a practice or the Harlem Shake, whatever it is, favorite moment. I hope, I hope again that we're able to actually say this. Sure, I might have it. You Do you? No, mine isn't necessarily. No. It's one of my favorites, but we were in practice one day, and yet again, it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but she just managed. It was as if someone got a broomstick and swooped it underneath her feet. She just literally was running up the court and just went, whoomp, and just landed. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the heck happened? <laughs> Um, I mean, for basketball-wise, I um one of my favorite moments, I think I was like a freshman. We were playing GW. And I just got thrown into the wolves, and like there was like it was like the end of the game, really crucial time, and um the, I, they gave me the ball at the end of the shot clock, and I did some crazy move I've never seen before, and <laughs> launched this ball up at the buzzer, and it went in, and the whole crowd went nuts. We had like a big turnout. It was a really, really, really crazy game. I'll never forget that ever. That was really nice. Mara, what what stands I mean, out to you? Anything? Goodness. I mean, we always have funny moments, literally, like every practice there's something new and crazy <laughs> going on. So I don't know. I mean, I've I've enjoyed my experience here every day. <laughs> Rose Hill Jim trying to get like 100 years of history into about two minutes of this <laughs> show. Thanks for coming on. Ace Collins, Mara Strickland, and Charlotte Stoddart. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you having so us. I don't think I was ever. All right, Coach, 12 games down, two to go in conference play. You're 10-2 and two in the conference. You begin with St. Bonaventure tomorrow night in the Rose Hill Gym. What do the Bonnies bring to the table? They're going to be a hungry team. I mean, they're a proud program. They're a team that went 16-0 through the conference last year. They lost a couple of very good players. Um, they're struggling record-wise, but they're always the most dangerous team because they're so hungry right now. I mean, they're fighting for a playoff spot, so there's a feeling of desperation. And for us, we're fighting for a playoff spot. So we have to just look at it as them standing between us and a day off and right to the quarters and you know, and not really thinking about who we're playing. And then, Coach, Sunday, not to make you look ahead too far, but playing against Temple in Philadelphia, you finally got that first win in the city of brotherly love as a Fordham head coach, but have you seen any tape on the Owls, and what do they maybe bring? I mean, I've started to watch them. Obviously, they're just a really athletic team. Um, again, another proud program, but again, it's our last chance of getting at them because they're heading to the Big East, and so it, this will be our last chance to play Temple, and so, you know, these kids haven't beat Temple, and I, I haven't looked at the record. can imagine it's probably similar to all the rest, you know, 35-2 to two or whatever the record may be, so it's another opportunity to put the, the program in, in, in the right direction and to, you know, kind of, you know, damper their senior day. And so big seating implications on the line. Really with both games, you win out, you finish no worse than third in the A-10. What's the advantage to that third seed when you get to Philadelphia in two weeks? I mean, the third seed just means that you're staying away from the top seed of Dayton. But, you know, at this point, you got to go through Dayton to win it anyway. So, um, 
it I, I think it's a wide open playoff. I think I think you're gonna see upsets in the first couple rounds. Um just because there's so much parity. Um, I think, you know, Jim Jaber's done a terrific job with Dayton getting them where they are right now, but I also think Charlotte and St. Joe's and Duquesne have done a terrific job. So uh, I think it's anybody's tournament. I don't think there's a clear-cut winner. Uh, but I think just that extra day off really does come into play. So we'll be, of course, talking about that next week here. 20 wins this year. Let's finish off with this. We spoke before the year about the team's outlook. The coaches in the A-10 said your team eh, around 11th is where they pinned them. How do you feel right now as you're looking back on the season and you're closing in on already having a conference berth and maybe a first round bye? You know, just the fact that, you know, what I believed is true. You know, I saw something special in this team and I and I felt that we had the ability, like I said, I, I thought we could be at least a six seed. You know, we've we've obviously overachieved what I thought we could do, but that a lot of things had to fall into place for that to happen. I just remember my my assistant coach Angie and I sitting there at, at seven and five you know, when we lost to Lafayette saying, wow, we just we're at the same record now we were last year and have, you know, new players. What's going on? And now we, we sat down today and kind of smiled and thought, look where we are now. I mean, we, you know, sometimes we were saying, God, if we hadn't dropped Stony Brook, if we hadn't dropped Lafayette, but if we hadn't dropped them, we might not be where we're at. So you can't look backward. You certainly have to just look forward and go one day at a time. Coach, can't wait to go that one day of a time uh, with you here the rest of the way. Thanks for coming on this week. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. So two games this week on WFUVsports.org for Coach Gately's Rams. First, it's Fordham and St. Bonaventure in the Rose Hill Gym on Wednesday night. The one-on-one pregame report begins at 6.55, tip-off at 7 right here on WFUVsports.org. Then Fordham travels to Philadelphia for a battle with Temple on Sunday. That contest begins at 2 with the one-on-one pregame show at 1.55, only on WFUVsports.org. Of course, be sure to download the Stephanie Gately Show podcast on iTunes or check in next Tuesday night right here on WFUVsports.org. Special thanks to Coach Gately, Ariel Collins, Charlotte Stoddart, and Mara Strickland for joining me for today's show and to Jenna Cosgrove, the Fordham Women's Basketball Director of Operations, for her assistance. For our sports producer, Bob Ahrens, our on-site producer, JT Mercurio, and our entire WFUV crew, I'm Mike Watts. The Stephanie Gately Show podcast is a production of WFUV Sports.